Welcome back to the Wedding Capture Co podcast. Um, and this is outside of our normal scheduled programming because um, this is part two um, of a two-parter. Essentially, last week we sat down to record um, an episode about shooting the ceremony and speeches. Went on a bit long, so we've decided to split it into two. If you haven't seen last week's episode, it's all about shooting the ceremony. Um, and this week's episode is going to be about shooting the speeches. So hopefully there's some takeaways in it for you or a refresher on some stuff you already know. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so speeches, um, it's going to be shorter because it's more of the same. Like we've covered, we've covered a lot of the things that you would think about with speeches, which, like again, is set expectations. For I, don't the know, I feel like speeches are the number of one, are the, probably one of the biggest times where I'm, I'm never more glad to be a photographer. Yeah, I know. It's um, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> speeches are probably more of a pain point than a ceremony, purely because, um, I mean, generally, that like, you can get into a routine of it, and over the last few years, we've been getting get into a routine of. You have the middle, then you have the speeches. The speeches are three men. You mic them up, job done. They've got a PA system. It's all, it's all happy days. Now it's like, we're going to have one before the starter. Then we're going to have one in the middle of the main, probably one at the end as well. Oh, and there's like, there's like three bridesmaids, mums doing one, parents of this person. And it's like, oh God. And I think for you, that's something which needs to, again, for, for myself, it doesn't make, I, in my pre-wedding call or questionnaire, I always just say, who's speaking? I don't care how many there are. I yeah. don't care. Who, yeah, like, yeah. Just roughly... So I kind of know, like, when I, I go, the camera oh, down. speech is done. Yeah. And then wander off to go and, and, go and get a drink up. and yeah, someone yeah. else stands up or know that I've got a kind of rough idea in my head of, of who's going to speak. And then if I go in and photograph the dinner room, I can go, okay, well, best man's not actually sat on the top table because they've got a sweetheart table. So if he's going to stand up from there, or again, if you're in a, in a, in a venue, which often happens where there is a table, uh, there's a window directly behind the top table. And yeah. then, you know, that all three people are stood there kind of say, well, is maybe there a way you can stand to the side so you're not shooting straight into complete silhouette? Yeah, I was going to get or... into, like, don't be afraid to, especially as a videographer, position the speaker. Like, because often they'll go and they'll they'll just, if they're on, all on the top table, they'll stand exactly where they were sat. And sometimes that's not the best thing. So sometimes I asked a couple, and I always ask a couple first because some some couples want the speaker as close to them as possible. Yeah. I don't, it's, just a, it's just a thing. I always ask a couple first, but I say, look, the, the, the light's pretty bad here. So would you mind if you just move, for example, Silchester has the big ma- the window yeah. in the top table in front. If they move a few feet off of the top table, that window lights them perfectly and they're, they're really nice. And at the end, they're naturally lit, so you don't need to put lights up. Yeah. You can still get yeah a good angle on it or, you, or the, the feel of that epic barn, but yeah. without fighting the silhouette. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, again, like with speeches, a lot of things have changed. Like there's a lot of different, and, and I love speeches personally. Like, I'm, I'm about to sound like I hate it because there's so many logistics to it, but I love speeches. I think they are the thing that like drives our wedding films and things like that. You know, that you get the feel, you get the story, you get all of that from it. And again, I think for me, the biggest thing that I've tried to say for all this is also is trying to get variety like in speeches and also in ceremony. Is I don't want to just have that one shot from one place. Where for you, obviously, if you have a bride and groom or a couple which do personal vows, you've got, a, f- a fairly good wealth of audio of them yeah talking about each other but to get like a dad or a friend to talk it changes the tone doesn't it like it's yeah a different tone of voice or you can you can hear an, an older person talking or Definitely, a younger yeah. person talking or someone talking about them when they were a little or when they've done you know you kind of get a feel of that person because they're being spoke about in the third person i think a bride doing a speech is 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 yeah. good now. Like I love it when a bride does a speech. It's, it's often a bit more sincere and planned. Oh, than so you're building a story, always, but... aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if if you go from speeches primarily alone, like a couple say, if they have set vows, the same vows to each other, and then you only ever hear the groom side of things talking about yeah, exactly. his yeah. bride. Where if you get a bride that speak, you kind of you have more to build a story with, don't you? Yeah. So yeah, just um, 
generally what we do is we have enough contracts set to say um, and you can buy our contract online, by the way, which I'll put a link I thought in the description. Yeah, I thought that you should link the contract. Yeah, in because we've spoken about it a little and bit. And also, I think most of the stuff that is that you added into the contract came out of, you know, kind of disagreements Experience. that you'd had, particularly over ceremonies and speeches. Right? This is a good point. So um, just to rewind a little bit is that in our contract, it's, it defines what a ceremony is. Now, it's crazy that we've had to do this, but we've been off, we've been threatened to be sued by a couple because they thought uncut ceremony meant from the moment the first guest walks into that ceremony room until the moment the last guest leaves, all footage is going to be kept like captured, like uncut, basically. Well, I, so now, like in this in the contract, it says from bride walking well, from procession until first kiss, and that that yeah. defines a ceremony. But yeah, so that. That's another thing, but that's why you should have sort of it's an airtight contract. contract, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's why you should have a contract. Covered, like a lot of people you. have, and I've had really good comments um, about it. I haven't yeah, like, spoken like about the it. FAQ is there to, yeah. you have like a guide, don't you, to kind of talk through all of the terms as well. Yeah, explain and I think it. if you're unsure of that, or that isn't in your contract, obviously, that would be, you know, for, I think what is a relatively... People will find all kinds of ways, as I as I found out then, to be yeah. like, oh, I don't, I don't, don't, think, don't agree with that or whatever, so... Yeah, it's and a good it's, way of getting yourself covered. And I think for what for what the price that you're selling it for is an absolute no-brainer yeah. compared to what you would charge for a full-day wedding to have that level of just kind of comfort that your contract has been laid out or you are covered on such finite terms. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, people are really enjoying that and I'm getting some good comments about good. it. So I'm quite happy with that. Well um, done, Chris. <laughs> pat on the back for me. Um, yeah, so we put in a contract that they should tell us if, it's, if the speeches are after the meal, they should designate someone or tell someone, whether it's a member of staff or a bridesmaid or groomsman, to come grab us about 15 minutes before. Now, again, this is to cover us. We'll be walking in and out. Don't be a dick about it and be like, oh, if they don't let me know, I ain't coming. Like, and we'll be walking in and out and make sure that like they're not starting. Yeah. Um, sometimes, 99% of the time, um, they've done their job and some, like a bridesmaid will come in and be like, I've been told to tell you the speech is a start. So that's great. But otherwise, if you leave it and don't say that, they'll send someone in as they're starting the speeches. And what I want to do is make sure that no one notices I'm there. So I don't want to be like, no, you have to delay the speeches because I'm not set up. I want to be like, yeah, I'm already ready. Like yeah. While they're clearing desserts, I'll be setting up tripods, micing people up and everything. When they're ready, I just do the thumbs up and we're good to go. Sort of and thing. there is a valid reason for this. Like maybe confession time for me. I did a wedding in 2020, so lockdown year, yeah. where I actually missed all of the speeches. <laughs> Again, it wasn't my fault. I feel like I need to explain. So I was shooting a wedding... Um, a 16 people wedding because yeah. obviously it was it was October of 2020 so weddings were allowed to happen again but very very small so I was at a hotel a couple had told me in their questionnaire that the speeches were after the meal so I had no reason to believe that they weren't after the meal so yeah we had the, had the ceremony whatever get into there they had their dinner in like this like li library it was obviously yeah. a very small like table set up because there was only 16 of them or 15 of them whatever it was so they sit down to dinner. Like the bride, the mother of the bride even came over to me and was like, are you sorted for food? Because like our meal's coming out now. And I was like, yep, yeah, don't worry. They've paid for me to have food. Yeah. And, and so she was like, oh, well, okay, just go to the bar. And I think they've they've set it up for you as a tab. Yeah. Rather than you're going to get a wedding breakfast, you'll get a tab, tab in the bar. Yeah, yeah. So go to the bar. It's literally just the next room down the corridor. Um, Go get yourself what you want in there. So I did. Went in there, got my food. About half an hour later, the wedding coordinator walks in with a plate for me. Yeah. And was like, oh, I've got your wedding breakfast here. And I was like, well... Oh, yeah, I do remember this. I've story, just yeah. eaten, yeah. like, from the bar. Oh, okay. I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, once I finish this, I'm going to head back for speeches anyway. He went, yeah. oh, that's all right. I'm just doing mains now, so it'll be all right. Yeah. So, ate my food, drink my drink. 
wander back to the room and the harpist who had been booked to play during the drink reception and the meal was wheeling her harp out of the room and I, and I knew her so I was oh you know how he is and that and she was like yeah it was really awkward though because she's like like during the speeches obviously I was still supposed to be playing so she was like I just had, like someone just stood up and started speaking and, and so you only she, found out then and, so, and that's the first time I found out and so and I was like so she's like I had to just kind of like finish my song kind of abruptly and then just sit in the corner really awkwardly for 15 minutes while they spoke yeah. and she was like and it was really awkward because like there wasn't many of them and most of them cried I bet your and I'm the job for you crying at this point and I was like well, what do you mean the speeches happened I was like they weren't yeah. supposed to be to after the food and she was like oh yeah and I was like but the wedding coordinator came to me yeah. with food and I told him that I'd already eaten. And I was like, surely he must have known that I was there. And she was like, well, I guess so. And like at that point, I was, She's I was thinking freaking the hell out. Yeah. And she was like, oh, uh, Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I was mad. Like, yeah. I'm like fairly, yeah. like, a fairly easygoing person. But at that point, I was mad because I was one, heartbroken that I'd missed the speeches for my couple on a day that they'd been compromised anyway yeah. by the restrictions and the rest of it. I obviously was looking to get as much content for them as I could on a day that was really thin on what should have been 70-something guests and was 15. Yeah. And now I've missed what I consider a fairly vital part of the wedding. So I came, so he came like wandering in and I, I probably shouted and swore far too much than I noise do. And I was like, well, why didn't you come and get me? Yeah. Oh, well, they were supposed to be after the meal and then they just started speaking. But you knew where you I was. Yeah. So why didn't you come and get me? As a venue, you don't just let them start well, speaking. As a wedding coordinator, like... surely you want the best for your couple. Yeah. You yeah. knew where I was. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought you were on your break. What, and you think that if someone starts speaking, that even if you'd have come and got me and said, look, they've started speeches without my control, yeah. you might want to get back in there. Even if I'd have got something. My first ever paid wedding was at in Bournemouth and I missed half the speeches. And it wasn't that I wasn't prepared. It was like that you said again, they yeah. were supposed to do them after the dinner. Um, but the, um, they must have changed the course that they were doing them or something. Because I remember at that point, like I was filming everything because I was so nervous. Yeah. So I was filming like they're meeting their starter and stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then I went to go and um, ate dinner with the photographer, who was a very experienced photographer. He'd never missed anything like that before yeah. either. Um, and we sat down and we were eating. And then someone comes in and was like, do you realize the speeches are on, happening? So like, what? So I li we literally run in there and the dad's like just finishing his like toast. And it's like, oh no. And like, this is my first ever paid wedding. So I'd only done one wedding before this. Wow. Yeah. So I literally like had a recorder and I just set it up on a light stand and put it, literally like groom was speaking as I was putting it in front of him. And then like the couple were were okay with it. They, I think they um got some money back from the venue because they like things piled up from the venue that were really bad. Yeah. But the main thing was it was the venues they they'd made it the venue's responsibility to tell us yeah. because we were in the bar getting our burger or whatever. Yeah, and they didn't didn't bother us. <laughs> yeah, so I felt awful again. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so difficult. So again, I'd had a kind of a, a pretty much and you know a verbal with because at that point I think it, you know that the. There was that there should have been some level of care from the from the coordinator of the venue yeah. to know, especially when he knew where I was. The fact that he come and brought me a plate. If he'd have gone, oh, I tried to look for you and you weren't there, but you managed to come straight to me and the yeah. rest of it. So I had to kind of say to the couple, you know, straight after dinner, look, I'm really sorry, I wasn't there. And again, they were fine. They were they were like, we didn't really know either. She's like, my dad just got up and started talking. Yeah. And she was like, to be fair, it was pretty emotional. She's like, so I don't think we would have wanted photos of me sobbing at that level and stuff. So she's like, it's fine. Like we're not we're not upset at you. We're not going to come after you and that. Yeah. But I felt like I had to I had to air that. Of course. Not yeah. that I could make him speak again, yeah. but address it straight away and say, look, it wasn't just me being lazy. It was this. So I feel like it's really important to apologize if you've done something wrong, yeah. even if it's not necessarily your fault. Like you need to. But be honest but I about knew it, how it? mad slash upset anxious I felt for that like half an hour while they finished their desserts <sighs> yeah. to go and get this sorted. Oh, I couldn't leave that yeah. till 
after the wedding day and email them and be like, I'm really sorry, I managed to speak you. I needed to address that with them there and then yeah. and then walk away from the day. At least feeling then that when I did manage to get the first dance and the little bit of kind of evening sauntering they had, I, yeah. did, I got a nice like, you know, like blue hour portrait. I kind of felt like I'd righted myself or at that point I wanted to then work harder to make sure there was still yeah, enough yeah, for a gallery definitely. there. So now I always double, triple check. I always, like before I leave the room, if speeches are after the meal, I will always go and find the wedding coordinator or the catering manager, whoever, and more like say, I am going here. Yeah. If, yeah, you, exactly. if the speeches start, yeah. can you just come and get me? Yeah. Or once you're starting to pour toasts, can you just come and get me? And I almost kind of feel like I need that verbal with them to let them know where I'm going to be. That's it. And, what, yeah. and also double check with them that their schedule lines up with my schedule. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because sometimes you do find just that, check I, the speeches that, are after, that right? we would really push and go, or they yeah. filled the questionnaire and go, oh yeah, it's before. Yeah. And then the bride's filled out the questionnaire and then the groom's gone, oh, no, I'm, doing my, I'm doing mine after. Or I'm doing mine yeah. before. I don't, want, I don't want to wait till afterwards. One thing I'd say is like, I don't know whether it's just because there's, I've done it for a bit now and I'm like, I, I don't take any shit basically. Yeah. But like, I've had times where they've, they've said it's going to be after the dinner. I've had literally one time where they've, they've been like, oh yeah, it's going to be after dinner. Biden and Green, we announced it. And we're literally walking off to get our food and someone stands up and goes, ding, ding, ding. And then, and at that point, me and Kate are like, what? So then I think the one of like, the guests that they'd got to sort of introduce introduce the groom is they're passing the mic across everyone was clapping i walked literally walked up to the groom at that yeah. moment and went mate we're not set up like you're not going to get this captured yeah. if, you, if you do it now because we've got it down as after you told us it's gonna be after yeah. you're not going to get it captured and obviously like everyone's staring at us yeah. but at the end of the day like i'm doing the best for yeah. my couple they've paid uh, me to do the yeah. best by them and like we said at the beginning of it is you know that maybe in that moment you might seem like a dick stopping the speeches yeah and you might get booed from the room of rowdy people <laughs> But in 10 years' time, when he goes, well, more so I was coerced into it, I really wish that I'd had that footage in my speech now. Just because yeah. I've about to peer pressure, I didn't get it. Yeah. You've got to cover yourself. And also think of the longevity of what you're making for them. If there was any point that we could have might, like quickly chucked a microphone and get a camera set up, I probably would have done it. But yeah. all our like, tripods were in another completely another room and it would have taken us ages to set up. So I literally ran up to him and was like, mate, if you do it now, it's, you, it's not yeah, recorded, yeah. basically. Um, and yeah, like you said, eventually they'll be grateful for that. It might feel really awkward, um, but I feel like you have to do what your gut says. And we've had a couple of times where one of my favorite weddings I've, or like biggest weddings I've probably ever done, they decided to move the speeches to before um, the dinner. And Kate, I can't remember exactly why, but we were like, that can't happen. Like it's it's like it's going to take us a long time to set up. I think they had a lot of speeches and they were, they were literally like, yeah, two minutes speeches. And we're like, Mm, no nah. so we literally like kate went up to the bride and groom and was like look our dinner's waiting for us already yeah you're about to do speeches right now we're gonna miss that and we're also gonna miss your speeches because we're gonna be setting up please can you just do it when you yeah. said you'd do it and the bride and groom were well and i said oh i didn't even think about that and, and i think that's a lot yeah. of things we see it as a far bigger mountain in our head but we are ultimately trying to provide them the best service yeah and a lot of times you think oh no i can't ask them I can't ask them to do that. And they don't even think of it in that way. Yeah. Like, you know, when you explain to a couple when you book a winter wedding, oh, we need to get married early because the negative doesn't even think of the, the light. They're, they're thinking about, you know, it's, it's not it's not their job to think exactly. about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're just thinking about it from their point of view or their mate had the speeches before and they preferred it that way. And it's not when you turn around and go, well, it's actually this, that it actually adds this and this and this to us that they go, oh, sorry. 
yeah. and, and we'll move. Exactly, so it, those yeah. those conversations to have beforehand, I think, are really good. Like personally, I really like our speeches before, but I know how much of a headache that is for you going it is, into be- into it. Yeah, and I because think usually the, ser- the the speeches are bef- before dinner, yeah. and then usually the couple get taken out before that. So I'm on the couple shoot, just loving life, and I'm supposed to be setting up for speeches. Yeah, I never get the announcement when that happens, like when they get announced into the room because I'm setting up. Like, we did a wedding together, and you had a really really good hack, which you told me about at dinner, which I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like the steal the microphone hack. Yeah, yeah. I think that's such that's such a good, <laughs> such a good tip to be able. So to do if it. they've got a PA system and they're using the microphone, if you feel like they might might be about to start without you, obviously you want to say, look, I'm not ready. Don't start without me. But ninety percent of the time, if I tell the father of the bride not to start without me, he don't care. He's yeah, starting without just do me. It anyway, yeah. So I've got this new thing what I do, which I just take the mic. Like, can I put strap a microphone around the mic so they, the venue gives me the microphone and I just walk away and I hide it somewhere <laughs> and they ain't starting without it. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I do. See, if they're that strongly enough, they're just gonna bellow rather than use the mic. Yeah. But say so if you need to strap one of your little kind of like mics to it, then yeah, make sure that's the last job on your list. And genuinely, you, and you it saved me and therefore the couple so many times yeah. that now I just do it anyway. So I just take the microphone and I'll carry it around while I'm setting up tripods and that. And they're like, oh, so we need a microphone now. I'm like, no, you don't because I'm not ready. So you don't. <laughs> Yeah. need it <laughs> that's it and it's such a really good it's kind of a, quite a nice way if you're saying you're putting that physical bar- barrier in without just coming across like a dick yeah yeah you know what exactly, I mean? like, no yeah. i'm taking it because i need to mic it up yeah yeah like, exactly. it's a function yeah. to it but you're yeah. almost allowing it oh, sorry i'm still well, well, it can't still working start on without it. us yeah. it's just on a promise of oh yeah you can you know they won't go you can't have it back but i'll be like no i'm still actually doing yeah. it to it and it moment. kind of yeah. keeps it you kind of i mean it's, an, it's a cool <laughs> little kind of like sneaky way of almost playing things to your favor but yeah i mean there'll always be times and i'd say i think the first half of this year most of the speeches started without us even knowing. Like, I worked with you in March and we told the venue we weren't ready and they started anyway. Like anyway and yeah. I was annoyed. Like I was re- and the yeah. ven- then, they, then they went, oh, are you okay? And I was like, well, no, because yeah. I'm, I'm literally like, the speech is going, I'm next to my camera bag. Do I look like I'm okay? Yeah, like, yeah. no. I'm not really, yeah. Like, you're not t- um, Especially if you get, a, you know, you don't want to miss anybody's speech, but if it doesn't yeah. end up being particularly heartfelt or emotional or something, which then would yeah. be, you know, a real kind of, would, play a real kind of keystone in your film yeah you feel bad that you've you know you've heard it and you know that you're missing yeah. it it's yeah, it's hard but that what i do is normally set up so in terms of like camera setup i've normally got some sort of wide or safe shot and i normally start that recording before anything else so if they do get up and do some like if they do get up and do it before i've like set up the other cameras at least something's recording and that i've had to use that a lot so while I'm micing people up, I'll set up another camera, press record and be like, right, micing people up now. And if one of them decides to stand up and do it while I'm micing them up, at least that wide is recording. And with the first half of last year, a lot of people did that. Like no matter how much you tell them to wait for you, like it's yeah. on the day. Like I'm not necessarily blaming them or telling them bad people, but you're not going to get listened Sometimes to. Sometimes it's hard, the balance, isn't it? It's like we spent a lot of time and I'm sure we'll talk in the next episode about this more, is that when you are chasing those kind of fun-loving, slightly more raucous, free-spirited people at weddings... Yeah, they're not necessarily thinking... They're not necessarily the timid people that you can go, here's your microphone, do not talk about it until, until yeah. I give you a thing. And they yeah. go, all right. So you'll <laughs> yeah. get people that are kind of got a few drinks from the drink reception and are like a bit more kind of like loud anyway. They're like, yeah, I'll just start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... And it's, it's, it's or the other of, way. Some where they're not the necess- peril, isn't it, of the type yeah. of weddings that you shoot. They're not necessarily posy couples. And so they... That you know you've been in the background for so lo- for so long. If some couples who are like really you know invested a lot of money in their wedding, they're like yeah. you know the the kind of more high end. They're like, oh, I've paid for a videographer. I'm yeah. making sure I get that. And then they won't start, and they'll be like, right, I'm I'm waiting for yeah. you basically. Or they're some like, very say, much for the film rather than yeah for the, for the room. film. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And they know it's for the film, and they they're thinking yeah. about that in advance. Whereas like I'd let you say the sort of couples that maybe we'd go for yeah. are a bit more just like 
laid back and yeah. that laid back. I'm not saying much anyway, yeah. mate. So, yeah, 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 it's like, gonna stand off. Yeah, crack on. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, in terms of photography, like, I, the only note that I've put which kind of crosses over with, with videographers is again, be respectful of their angles. And the only thing that I kind of really ask not to do is that real, and I've, I've had it a few times, which has made life really difficult for me, is that kind of, I'm gonna stick a camera on a 35 on a tripod, literally. And the, the tripod is touching the top table. Yeah. So all I can see of the bride and groom's face whilst they're sat yeah. is the back of your screen recording. Well, I appreciate you need reactions, but even just if you knocked it back like two or three steps, if you were able from the top table, that yeah. I could shoot across the sides with a tight view. angle. Yeah. It gives us both a fighting chance. But I did a wedding once where they the photographer literally put like a 24 on and oh. had it. Like the, 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 the lens was like like an inch off the table. So he got this brilliant shot of the bride and groom through their reaction to the whole speeches. And yeah. I could not even shoot them at like 85 without yeah. getting the corner of his camera in the screen. I think that shot. is like the go-to, but I don't do it anymore. But I feel like now I don't do it, I'm actually getting worse stuff because at this I've put this in my notes as well, because I think we've spoken about this before, but I I used to do the camera in front of the top table thing. I wouldn't say it was like that close, yeah. but like I tried to get it a bit further away, but for space reasons, sometimes I was in my sometimes, oh, sometimes that camera was in my own shot and things like yeah. that. So I was like, okay, um, I'm going to move it and change something else. So now I've got this ten foot light stand that I put right at the back, put on a proper zoom lens, and it like try and shoot the top table or the couple. Um, but now I've got the problem where the photographer sees that empty space and stands there, yeah. and the photographer's there photographing like the bride and groom's reactions. All I'm getting is the photo. This is not everyone, but yeah. it's, there's a trend right now of filming like twenty foot. Uh, photo in 24 and yeah. 35 mil and so they're right up there in the top table it's hard i guess is yeah you've as much as I'd, i would be respectful and ask you not to put it so close you need to say to them well don't fill that gap then yeah you need yeah, to yeah. be and i was trying and i've put in my my notes that whilst i'm on the 35 85 most of my speeches will be photographed entirely on the 85 yeah. i think sometimes it's brilliant because of the way that you can build layers with that lens there's also if you have speeches after dinner there's a lot of table clutter. Yeah. There's, you know, there's there's still sometimes the plates from dessert. There's not only the toast glasses, there's wine glasses, there's wine bottles, there's all of that. Um, and that, so if you've got an 85, you can shoot quite tight on people and with a wide aperture, a lot of that mess becomes fall off. Yeah. And you can really isolate the emotional reaction of that person far more than just seeing the crap on the tables. Yeah, definitely. I photograph yeah. that as well because I like that. Or if someone's filming or they've got a stopwatch going because they're doing a sweepstake, I'll always make sure I try and include that. Or if there's a kid watching their iPad and not watching the speeches. I feel like if there's a time for a zoom lens at speeches or yeah. a like zoom, but like more and telephoto. I've, I've, but yeah. Sometimes if I'm in a particularly big room yeah. and the tables are particularly close together that I can't get through the tables or crouch or kneel between the tables yeah that APS-C crop mode like especially now oh, yeah. on the mark four yeah. to still get an 18 megapixel file out of it to turn my 85 into like a 120 yeah. for the I sake guess. of the emotions yeah. you get from it and the, the better shot it's worth it it's worth yeah. doing that and creeping in a little bit closer just to kind of get those tight shots in terms of how i film though is i literally i'll circle the room now so literally the photographer's got full reign of so i'll be in one corner with my 150 mil, I'll be have another on a 10 foot tripod in another corner with like an 85 mil on crop mode or something, getting this the bride and groom. Yeah. And then Kate will usually be, to be fair, next next to the top table facing the guests so that you get their proper reactions. Yeah. Cause, and that's generally our, and that guest reaction thing, by the way, is, is huge. Like there's a lot of video, and I get this because there's a lot of solo videographers, but a lot of videographers just do shot of the couple, shot of the speaker. You miss so much. You miss like... so much as well. And I think because you've got that power of audio to know who's speaking, once you've kind of shown them to go, that's the person with the microphone. And the same with photo. 
there's unless someone's got like a projection or they're using outfits or props or whatever. Yeah. Once you've probably got a good two, three, four, like half a dozen at most shots of that person with their microphone, gesturing, laughing, doing whatever. They they you pretty much the stand thing. in the same space. Yeah. So you don't need lots of them. It's the way that people react to them. It's the valuable stuff. Is, is the reaction. Is the much more valuable yeah. stuff, or even now, like and certain and something which I really started to push on last year is a reaction is great. A tight shot of a reaction is great, but a reaction without context doesn't always mean so much. Yeah. So I found now to kind of almost sometimes if you're able to creep around behind a speaker, focus on. Yeah, the person who's like the like the bride or the groom, and then have the speaker in like kind of fall off, and yeah. they're making eye contact with that person who's saying something really nice about them. You you know what they're laughing at or what they're crying at, yeah. And to kind of have that connection between speaker and listener, or between a guest looking at the bride that they're crying about, that little bit of context yeah. rather than just a real headshot of someone laughing. Yeah, it just means so much more. You, you could create context in the gallery if you had two people because you've got one. You've got to capture both in the yeah. same shot, basically, haven't you? But that, that I've, I've noticed photographers doing that, but that is that is a pain because we are getting them in the background. Shot, yeah. But then I only really care if it's going to be something quite like yeah. emotional or big that I'm going to put in the... But it's like the angle we are talking about in the speeches. That if you stand, you don't have to stand directly behind them. If I'm on an 85 yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. 35, I can be two steps off. So if you're tight on the speaker, yeah. I won't be in your frame, True, but you'll still yeah. get both. Yeah. Or also, again, I come from a music background, so you never dwell in a spot for long anyway. You get in, you get your shot, and you get out yeah. again. Yeah. So I know the, do that. for the 10 yeah. seconds that I'm stood behind that speaker, you can be on a different angle. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying you yeah. camp there for the entire 10-minute speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and that's what I've put, again, the same as for the ceremony, is variety is key. Like, there are always, I always find there's certain people, particularly when people are sat, that end up in the best light. Do you know what I mean? Like someone's yeah. like an absolute peach of a bit of light coming through a window. Yeah, definitely. And if them crying in that light, it almost naturally frames them. Yeah. There's always maybe going to be a couple more shots of them than the guy sat in the dark corner yeah. of the table. <laughs> yeah. But just trying to add a the variety. Is variety. Yeah. yeah. Don't just film the speaker. Or also, speaker. if you've sat through dinner and looked through kind of this, what you've taken and you know, oh, I've got these people and these people in the candidates and you've got a couple of key people that are missing or you haven't managed to get a nice shot of mum or granddad. Yeah. It's an easy time. They're not moving anywhere. Yeah. They're sat in that same spot. If they're on the top table, they're probably important to the couple. Yeah. So good, get a nice good few shots of them get. reacting because you know they're going to be there and they're probably, apart from the ceremony, at their most distracted. I've said it at a ceremony where the groom was doing a speech and Kate was pointing the reaction camera at the nan and she was asleep. <laughs> I was like, do I put this in? Because yeah, I don't know, I can't decide. Yeah, you need a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's, and it's those things, isn't it? It's where, you know, people say, oh, I'd really love some lovely shots of my mum, but she, she, she doesn't like the camera. Yeah. During the ceremony, you've got a lot else to do. But once you've got a few shots of the guy with the microphone, if she's like looking at her husband or her son or whatever, like, yeah. or daughter or whatever, like, or her son's mate stitching him up, like laughing at things they've done. Yeah. You're going to get, like, they're surely at their most emotive at that point. Yeah. And also oblivious to you photographing them. Like, I've had some really good times so to photograph yeah. parents at that point of the day. Good point, yeah. Because sometimes parents can be a yeah. bit like, especially groom's parents can be a bit more reserved. They're not really part yeah. of it. So that's a good Particularly good groom's parents. To, sometimes, yeah. it's sometimes, even if you have, or there's kind of step families and stuff involved, yeah. it's kind of hard to pick, to piece together who's the stepmom, who's the mum. Stuff like that, where if they're whoever's in the top, you can kind of build it. Yeah, it's quite late in the day to do it, but if you if you, you are struggling, you know that if that person's been sat on the top table, they're there for a or reason. Or if you had a dark reception drinks or something, then yeah. generally the space is a bit wider. Or so they're the people more... that have gone off to do something else. Or yeah, whatever. like yeah. they're, they're going to be there. 
So the last thing I want to mention, we are about to lose visuals because the battery's going um, on that. But <laughs> so the last thing I want to mention is uh, using lights. And, and But what I think I mean is generally trying to direct it in a way that's going to be good for you. So for example, I had one where I think I had four bridesmaids doing a speech and I was like, wow. don't really want to, I don't have enough microphones for all of them plus all the other people doing the speech as well. <clears throat> so I said to the couple, can I put a microphone on a on a stand and can they all stand around that instead obviously they're going to be because the couple really wanted everyone behind the top table yeah and i was like look i just don't have enough microphones can i just get put a stand next to the top table on it with a microphone on it and get them all to stand around it yeah um and they were fine with that but everyone else they wanted to stand behind the top table this is the idea of wedding and i think that was a bar <clears throat> and a particularly dark bar was a stone bar with very few windows yeah and so this the the videographer in that in that scenario he actually said to the couple do you mind if like for you to get the best out of this. Yeah. And he got a mic stand out, like as a singer. Yeah, exactly. Put so, a mic yeah. on a stand and lit. Yeah. So it was almost like in a comedy club. And I've got some really cool, like dramatic stuff where he had this like kind of like light beaming down on the speaker. That's the ideal way to do it. And that obviously then yeah, saved you having the issue of having to mic lots of people up yeah. to light lots of different areas of the room. So it was less intrusive for the guests rather than being beamed yeah, to yeah. light the whole room up like a candle. I wouldn't make a habit of lighting speeches, but there are times there's a, a local venue um, which famously has a big window behind and it, the actual venue is quite dark itself. They've got like drapes coming from the ceiling. Um, and I've like, I've been in there before and been like, I'm getting nothing. It's going to be silhouette and it's going to be a purple silhouette probably as well because of like the weird yeah. lighting going on inside. So I said to the couple, like, do you mind if I set up lights? No, we don't want you setting up lights. I said, well, okay, like that's, yeah, that's it. Have, At yeah. least you've said something. And again, I've got that in my contract. If yeah. you, if I ask you, if I tell you or ask you something that I think is going to be beneficial when you say no, that's on you, basically. That is in our contract. Yeah, you've like, given them the option yeah. and if they choose to decline it, then that's entirely yeah. up to them. But the next one I did was, uh, um, I just set up lights anyway. I didn't even ask that. But at that time, to be fair, I was like, after well, that's the thing, it's a thing that they say a lot and that, that's a music thing as well. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is, permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I should have done it then, to be fair, but I feel like some things you do have to ask, especially especially for moments like speeches. Especially where, in tender moments. Yeah, like exactly. And speeches yeah. Well. Like if people are going to be the most emotional or kind of on edge or nervous about something, yeah. it's pretty much those two points of the day. And then not, yeah. yeah. And then look up and there's a light shining in their face. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it especially if fun. they're a nervous speaker, they feel even more in the spotlight. Yeah, they, yeah. You literally are spotlighting them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it can be done and, and you should use lights in a pinch if you've got them, but I think sparingly and obviously yeah. like if you're like me and you're more of a natural like candid videographer people aren't expecting you to bring out lights yeah. they're kind of looking at oh okay everything so far has been really like just you and your tiny little camera and now you're bringing out a light i'm the up. same like, yeah. again i don't think it would take for me pretty much somewhere to be cavernous to even entertain using a flash in a ceremony yeah like i would rather rock yeah. like a real real high iso slower shutter wide open aperture and be at the extremes of my camera before i would entertain adding flash to something like a ceremony yeah and particularly speeches as well yeah yeah i agree i've even uh, had times where during the first dance like they've gone can you just turn the lights off and i'm like where's it's yeah. black in it it's like yeah i don't care like so some some people would just prefer the more the more candid feeling things but yeah. but if you feel like just do what your gut says isn't it if you feel yeah. like it's too dark like you say then then do it we are, think, yeah, we've, think, we've yeah. lost visuals now, so uh, we should probably round we'll it probably up. <laughs> wrap up. I feel, yeah, we've turned into an absolute bumper episode, and for an episode that we thought that maybe there would be only a few points to cover, 
hopefully there's given you some food for thought in there or maybe a look at the way you do things or maybe we've given you kind of verbal permission to go, no, it is okay to ask that couple to do this. Or... Do you know what? The battery going has just made, given me a thought. During the ceremony speeches, re- replace your batteries beforehand <laughs> so that you've got 100% when you go into that ceremony and speeches because we're like, what, an hour and 38 yeah, minutes in on the, 40, on, the, yeah. on the audio recorder. It's probably been recording about hour and 45 on the camera and that's gone. Like, so if you're starting 50% battery and the speeches end up being an hour. And cards as well for you. I remember being at a wedding with a, with a videographer and obviously him not banking on that the groom and the best man speech would be stupidly long. Yeah. And him sort of making eyes at me and I wandered to the back of the room <laughs> and he had two cards in that camera that were both on less than a minute footage oh, no. left yeah. as the as the best man's making his final toast. <laughs> and he said to me, if that if that speech was 10 seconds longer, yeah, the camera would cut yeah. off. I think I used to, uh, I film on 256 cards now, so that that's more than enough for a day for me yeah. uh, on each camera that is anyway. So, cause I normally rock two cameras throughout the day. So yeah. I'm sort of filling them up equally. Um, but yeah, but yeah particularly that's... with batteries and those, like obviously when you go into a ceremony, you know roughly how long a ceremony is going to be. Yeah. But speeches can be absolute how long to piece of string. Yeah, exactly. I think the longest speech that I've ever photographed like in a single speech is well over half an hour. Yeah. I had a dad that pushed nearly probably 35 minutes by himself. And then I, I've had some speeches that have barely been 10 minutes for all three. I had a Christmas wedding a few years ago where the dad spoke for an, over an hour and it was unlimited alcohol and they were popping Prosecco while we were speaking. Like he was doing an emotional bit about like how someone had died and there's, all the tables were like popping, <laughs> hey, having a party. Because it was 40 were, minutes in they were and they done. were done. Yeah, yeah. literally. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, don't use, if you're Sony user, don't use third party batteries. That's a little hack for yeah. you because they will just go overheat or they'll just go really quickly. Um, and make sure you start with 100% battery going into the speeches because you never know how long they're going to be. So, I think yeah, we've covered an absolute breadth of it there. Yeah, like, this is possibly going to be our longest episode. Maybe our longest there, episode. Which, for a, <laughs> a practical one, I feel like, again, there'll be loads of takeaways in there. Yeah. If you've made it this far, again, and in one sitting as well, then we commend you for listening to us <laughs> for nearly two hours. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited. We're going to go out some lunch and then yeah. jump into the Maybe next episode, which is the image curation and... What did I call it? It has a set title, Image Creation and Ideal Clients. So I think that would be a really yeah. good one to kind of, now that you've edited all that work from 2023, to look back over it and work We're out what you We're looking at branding, targeting, yeah, and what you do with your images, yeah. So yeah. so yeah, it'd be a really good one. So yeah, thank you for joining us for our first, our second episode of 2024, but the first one actually recorded first this year. First one recorded in 2024, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we'll see you Thanks for joining us. in the next one. See you in the next one.